Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the HFFL pod. We are on to week 10. Hard to believe, but it's already week 10. I got my buddy Rich with me again, and Ryan is back. Ryan, back. how are you doing? Oh, dude, good to be back. I'm ready to go. Good to have you. Rich, how are you tonight? I'm doing great, man. I'm excited for the three-headed monster. I saw your uh, your little wine pick in the group chat. Looks like you're ready. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know it, man. Me and the wife decided to bust open a bottle. Hey. So I, like I drink it. most of it, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. All right, so as always, we'll, do, uh, we'll go over the week nine results. Uh, then we'll do our quick and dirty fab review, and we'll break down the break next down. matchups. We also have one little uh, an extra tidbit for you guys tonight. So we'll get back to we'll get to that here in a second. But we'll start with recent trades. The first trade was between the two gentlemen on the pod. Rich got the 2022 Ryan first. Ryan got Bobby Wagner. Rich, tell us about this trade. What what happened here? Yeah, so uh, this isn't the first time it was offered. Um, you know, I've had a lot of interest around the league and and swags. So um, you know, looking at it, you know. I, I hated to trade him because he's really carried my linebacking crew over the last, I don't know, three or four years, ever since I got him from you, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he's, he's getting to the point where he's 31. He still probably has a good four years left in him. But um, I'm, tired of being, I'm tired of being middle of the pack and potential potential. So I said, you know what, I need to, I need to rebuild and I need to do it the right way. And, and honestly, other than there's no better time to trade good talent that maybe if you're deciding to go full rebuild then right now when people are trying to make a push I mean there's like right best time to trade draft picks is close to the draft best time to trade players is when people are trying to make the playoffs and make a run at it so I said you know there may not be a better value that I get here and um, you know hopefully it helped Ryan too you know so uh, I think it was a good trade yeah Ryan let's hear about it from your side yeah so um I mean, early in the season, you know, I lose Devin Bush. Um, I, I was kind of looking to be, you know, a Joe Schobert, Devin Bush type linebacking crew, um, possibly with, a, you know, Quan Alexander. If he breaks out, then I got a third guy. Um, and really, I didn't know Jordan Whitehead was going to be as good at safety. So I was looking to do more of a three linebacker thing. Um, and then, you know, Jordan Whitehead breaks out. I only need really two linebackers. Joe Schobert hasn't really been as good as he has been in the past. Um, and the other guys just weren't doing it in my linebacking core, you know, has been not, not that great this season. So um, a guy like Bobby Wagner really helps that out. I think that boosts me and, and puts me up there, you know, when the rest of my guys start getting healthy, if they ever do. <laughs> yeah. I, I like this trade for both of you guys. Actually, I think this is a, a legitimate win-win. Uh, you know, obviously Ryan gets a, a top five linebacker, you know, third in points per game right now. And Rich gets a first round pick for a, a linebacker who's 30 years old. So, you know, definitely a win-win. I, I like that for both of you guys. Next that's deal my goal. Yes, yeah, right. Next deal here. Uh, Scott gets Ryan Tannehill and Rich gets the 2021 Sam second. Ryan, why don't you tell us about this deal? So I guess um, for Scott, I don't, I don't much understand this move. Um, I, in my opinion, he doesn't get any better at quarterback. You know, he has the same types of guys. While Tannehill has scored more than his other guys so far this year, you're not going to start Ryan Tannehill over Drew Brees, right? Like, you're just not going to do it. So, and if it was for, like, a buy situation, I would get it. But, you know, none of his guys are on, on buys at the same time. So, I, I just really don't understand it from Scott's point of view. 
Um, maybe he's looking to do something with it, but I don't know. Uh, for Rich, you get a second, another second round pick this year, and you still have two quarterbacks. You know, you don't need that guy. So, he, you know, he was expendable, and, and you get a good pick out of it. Yeah, peel, that, peel back the curtain for us, Rich. How did this, uh, this deal come about? Yeah, so again, um, he let me know that he was willing to deal for a quarterback. I told him they're all available. Um, he said he was interested in Tannehill. He offered, you know, he said, I think the first time he offered me, it was 22 second. Um, I asked for both seconds as a counter just to kind of negotiate a little bit and see where he was thinking. Um, but he was kind of like, no, I'm going to pass. I'm going to hold off, see what I can do. Um, so, you know, I mean, all, I think at the time, uh, all three of my quarterbacks were top 12. So they're all QB ones. Um, so I'm like, look, you know, if you want a quarterback, you got to pay for it. And, you know, at that time, I think it was a couple weeks ago, I still kind of had a shot at it, but now that I'm kind of done, I'm done. But, um, so I said, you know what, if you make it a 21st second, uh, we can make it work. And I said, is that what you want to do? And he said, yeah. So I said, okay, cool. Let's make it happen. So I figured, you know, I get a top 20 pick next year, maybe top 22 pick. And, um, you know, to, to deal Ryan Tannehill, who, you know, uh, is kind of, you know, a sneaky dual threat guy. And I think has, you know, at least a good two to three years, uh, left of good production. You know, I can't really hate on Scott for wanting to, you know, kind of add a little bit to his quarterback crew. Um, but, you know, I thought it was a pretty fair deal. Yeah, I actually agree. Um, I do think it was a pretty fair deal. I, I do agree with Ryan that it's not a huge addition. He's not, you know, astronomically better than the guys that Ryan has currently, or Ryan Scott has currently. Um, but, you know, his playoff schedule is absolutely incredible. Jacksonville, Detroit, Green Bay. I mean, that's that's about as good as it gets. So. Um, I definitely understand it, and I like it from that value or that perspective there for Scott. And, you know, getting a, a nice uh, mid, mid-second is a, is a great consolation for you. So I, I like that move for both of you guys there. Uh, next deal, Scott gets Emmanuel Sanders. Rich gets John Ross and the 2022 Scott third. Ryan, do you have anything you want to add here? Um, I'm, no. It's, I, I actually do like this move more for Scott. You know, he he's, gets another receiver. I don't know that he's going to – you know, play them that much, but it's definitely another receiver throw in there for Scott, a little more depth. Um, he's not going to get that from Ross. Um, and then, a, you know, a pick that for Scott, I mean, you really don't need it. You have so much, you're so stacked. And then on the other side, you know, Rich gets a pick and he gets, you know, a younger receiver who, you know, has some talent. So I like, I like this one from both sides. Well, what did you think here, Rich, when you guys did this? Yeah, so he, I mean, honestly, he kind of came out of the blue and offered it to me, and I looked at it, and I thought about it. Um, Manuel Sanders would be 34 next year, right? He's a 34-year-old slot receiver in New Orleans. He's, he's probably going to, you know, I mean, he's basically a couple years away from being Larry Fitzgerald, but not Larry Fitzgerald, right? So um, he's having a good year, and I think Scott just wanted to add some depth. You know, he's got a bit of a scare with Galladay, um, you know, being injured, and you know, he just wants to add depth that way, you know, I think he, he can kind of sleep easy if something were to happen or there was an injury. Because, uh, you know, Emmanuel Sanders is getting targeted a lot in New Orleans. Um, Drew Brees can't throw the ball over eight yards. So, uh, and from my perspective, I'm like, this is probably the most I'm ever going to get for a 33 going on 34-year-old receiver. Um, and John Ross is in a contract year. Granted, you know, he's going to get pushed out of, of Cincinnati, and I don't believe they bring him back. 
Um, so maybe he ties on and, and latches on somewhere as a number two, maybe a number three slot guy. And, you know, he's only 24 years old, even though it's his fourth year in the league. So, I mean, there was some value there for me going forward. Obviously, he's not going to help me this year. But, uh, you know, a third-round pick and a, and a 24-year-old guy in a contract year, I couldn't hate on it. Yeah, I, I think uh, Scott makes a smart move here just to get that depth. You know, he's got uh, – Sanders has four games in a row that he has played in. He was <clears throat> he was uh, dinged up there for a minute, but four games in a row in double digits. So, definitely worth uh, the flyer here. And I, and I 100% see your side too, you know, getting getting anything for a 33-year-old wide receiver. Um, and then the last deal of the week is a funny one to me. Uh, Ryan gets Jarek McKinnon and Corey gets the 2022 Ryan third and fourth. Um, so this one kind of played out in a group chat right in front of us. Uh, Kobe had received an offer from Corey with the third and a fourth for McKinnon. And he was like, hey, I guess the price has come down. And then Ryan just steps in, swoops in and snags him. So that was, that was pretty funny. <clears throat> um, but Rich, why don't you go ahead here? Does anybody, so I didn't look this up. What did, what did Corey get McKinnon for? So I did look this up and this is why it was funny for me. So yeah. Corey traded the 2021 Rich third, which right now is, is 3.08, and the 2022 Corey fourth, which let's be real, is, is a top three pick in the round. I put 401 because I was being an asshole when I wrote this. Um, <laughs> and he, he traded, you know, a 2021 third and a good 2022 fourth for a late 2022 third and a late 2022 fourth. So right. he's definitely lost value, you know, but this, to me this was a, a lesson about running your mouth in the group chat. Yeah, I think if Corey stayed quiet on this, he he makes a little bit of profit on this McKinnon move that he had made, and he just moves on. Yeah, and he you know he goes public with I'm going to get a second round pick. Somebody's going to get a second round pick. Blah 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 blah, and it totally backfired. Um, but I mean, I guess at least he got something back from McKinnon, but he definitely took a value loss. But, yeah, yeah, that's 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 you know that's the way I remembered it too because I thought at least he got a 2021 pick. He doesn't have to wait two years to make the pick for this. Um, so. I mean, he got something for it, but I think the game he was trying to play here kind of backfired on him. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Ryan, we're just going to breeze past that. That was smooth. All right. So, for me, or excuse me, moving on to the matchmaker trades here. So, we are going to make two trades each for HFFL teams. We're going to try to uh, assist these teams. Try to try to get these urges, get these trade juices flowing here. So, we're gonna we're gonna make trades for different teams. We can be helping a contender. We can be helping somebody build towards the future or, you know, you just want to make a huge deal that sets the chapter off. And, you know, maybe next thing you know, Mike and Jeff are talking about Devontae Adams for a third and the whole day is wasted in, in ridiculousness. So uh, Rich, you're up first. What, what, what's your first matchmaker trade? Okay. So before we do this, I want to put a disclaimer out there. What you are about to hear is opinions of three guys who don't know shit. This does not mean does not mean that what we say is gospel and that's what these players are worth. They're just kind of our ideas. So trust me, there's still negotiation room out there for the things that I say. And I'm sure the things that the other two guys say would say the same thing. Um, it's not gospel. Okay. So don't, don't go and say, well, you know, they said on the chat that this person's worth the first round pick. So, <laughs> you know, I just wanted to put that out there because I felt like last time we did this matchmaker thing, that's kind of what it was. It was like, well, you know, they said it on the pod, so this has to be the trade now. So anyways, okay. That being said, I'm going to start out tame with my first idea. And I told Ryan before we started the pod, I wrote this down prior to, uh, but Ryan needs a defensive lineman bad. 
And as bad as you could need a defensive lineman, because I feel like there's a, there's a, there's a really unique, um, it's, you know, unique set of defensive linemen. I feel that can really change your team. Um, or, you know, there's a, a significant, significant drop off after like the top 10, right. In my opinion. Um, but they're all kind of close, but, you know, from my opinion, I think Ryan needs defensive line help. He's got the worst defensive line in the league. Uh, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? Did, did you just win your bet? No. No. No? All right. Well, shit. Anyway, so <laughs> – all right. So, I think I said Ryan needs a defensive lineman like three times now. So, I think my trade is Ryan gives a 2022 pick, a second-round pick for Kobe – to Kobe for DeMarcus Lawrence or perhaps a slightly older, but more productive this year, Jason Pierre-Paul for me. Oh, I like that. Um, Ryan, what's your first? Oh, go ahead, Rich. You got more? No, I was just going to say from a defensive lineman perspective, Pierre-Paul is currently tied uh, with Miles Garrett for the highest scoring defensive lineman in the league this year. And DeMarcus Lawrence is number 11. Um, almost to 100 points, but he's, you know, 28 versus Pierre Paul, who's 31. So it, it all depends on do you want production now or do you want maybe somebody you can invest in for a couple more years. But I think, you know, based on the numbers, I think a, a future second would be fair for either of those guys. I had no idea that Pierre Paul had that many points this year. He's balling, homie, with, with only eight fingers too. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I had no idea. Holy crap. All right, Ryan, what's your uh... – What's your first matchmaker trade here? All right, so my first trade um, is kind of trying to take one team, you know, who's in the running right now, actually in the playoffs, um, and and making him, you know, a a guy that probably you know can't really win a shit, but a contender, more of a contender, um, and taking a guy who, you know, after trying to become a contender has really flopped and turned into straight trash. So we know we're talking about Kobe when I talk about the straight trash. Um, (laughs) So Kobe actually, you know, after trading for Julio Jones um, and Julio actually playing pretty well, but Kobe's team losing with him um, and sending him over to Brendan um, for Brendan's first and second in next year's draft. Um, I, I think, you know, that's, really good value in my opinion for, you know, an aging receiver, but for on Brendan's side, you know, he's, he's trying to compete this year. He has obviously done enough, even though his points aren't up there right now, but he's in playoff contention. This might throw him over the edge and actually get him and get him a playoff spot. Interesting. I like it. Uh, for me, there's one clear sell high player in the HFFL and that's uh, that's Derek Henry. Uh, Julian's out of it, so he really doesn't need Derrick Henry this year. It's really only hurting his potential points going forward. Uh, Derrick Henry turns 27 in January. If he stays healthy, uh, that means he's coming off back-to-back years of 300 carries. You know, I, I get it that he's physically different, you know, but he's not going to be King Henry forever. Um, I'm definitely a firm believer in selling running backs a year early. I've always been that guy uh, in this league since losing or using, excuse me, learning those lessons with Sean Alexander and then Clinton Portis. Uh, you just sell them early and, and get out. So this to me is his cash in window. So my first trade here is Julian giving Derrick Henry and John o. Smith to Jeff for the 2021 rich first, the 2022 Jeff first, 2021 rich second, 2022 Jeff second. 
So two firsts, two seconds for King Henry and Jonu Smith. For me, Jeff pairing Galvin with Derrick Henry probably gives him, it definitely puts him into absolute elite running back territory. You know, he already had the second highest running back scoring group as it was. Um, and this was off last week's, so maybe even even higher now. And he definitely has the best pairing in the league with uh, with this move. Getting Janu fixes his tight end issues um, and just makes him go from a bottom three unit to someone that you know has a legitimate shot every week at, at actually scoring some points at tight end. So, and then obviously for Julian, you know, he gets to sell high on Derrick Henry. He gets to restock the cupboard a little bit. Um, gets probably a top eight pick this year, and he gets a future first and you know those two second round picks. So. That, to me, is a, a good move for both teams. What's your second trade, Rich? All right. So you're talking about there's a sell-high candidate out there, and I think there's another one out there. And, we, you know, we had, if you look at quarterback scoring in the league, the lowest quarterback scorer in the league is Jeff's team. Jeff, I think with Kyle Allen's performance last week, is right around 164 points on the year out of that position. And we said many times you cannot win in this league or very rarely do you win in this league without an all-star quarterback. So my trade proposal may turn some people on their heads, but Sam is out of it. Russell Wilson is 32 years old at the end of this month. And you got to believe that there is much wear and tear on his body. I think I read an article the other day where Russell said that he spends $1 million per year to keep his body in shape. So I think it's got to start letting him down soon, right? You're spending a million bucks. I think he probably started at 500,000 and over the years, just continue <laughs> to spend money. Um, because let's face it, he's, he's, I mean, he's an Iron Man for sure, for sure. But he's, he, he does too much, right? I mean, he finally has some receivers, but I mean, the offensive line has always just been so bad in Seattle. So what I'm proposing is that Sam gives and trades Russell Wilson this year to Jeff. And I think this puts him over the top, makes him forget about his tight end issue that he refuses to invest in. He gives my first, his first, and his first the following year and or second, um, depending upon the, the values. I'm, let's go with the second for now, because uh, I don't believe he's, he's as valuable as, as King Henry. But a first, two firsts, and maybe a future second, um, for Russell Wilson, I think com- completely puts Jeff in, a, a, you know, puts him through the stratosphere and he competes with Scott for sure. Nice. I like that. Ryan, you're up. What do you got here for your second matchmaker trade? Uh, for my second matchmaking trade, I go back to uh, the brothers here. I'm going in Kellen. Okay. So Kellen is also trying to compete this year. Um, and I think, he needs some defensive line help. So um, I actually did not write this um, before talks with Rich, but uh, <laughs> um, I talked about Kellen trading um, either Clellan Farrell or Davenport and um, like a fourth round pick to Rich for uh, JPP. Um, that gives Rich a younger defensive end and a pick out of it. And then, Obviously, Kellen gets that those points now with you know the tied for first defensive end score this year. Um, and you know it just boosts him a little bit more and puts him in playoff contention. Okay, I like it. Um, and then for me, I'm I'm sticking with King Henry here. I'm just going to put a new suitor in play, <clears throat> um, and I'm going to talk about myself. 
Um, I need stable running back play. I somehow have five of the top 22 running backs right now, and I'm eighth in running back scoring. Makes no sense. Just shows you how inefficient I am and how I have no clue what I'm doing. You know, do I even really have hands? What's happening right now? I, I have no idea. And you think Derrick Henry will help that? Yeah, I do. Here's why. So just start every week. Yeah, exactly. There's no issue. You just plug him and play, and that's it. So I get Derrick Henry. Julian gets James Robinson, Ronald Jones, and Juju. Now, James Robinson is our big Holy RB4. Shit. Rojo, the RB13 at the moment. And Juju's probably leaving Pittsburgh in free agency. You know, whoever's going to give him the most money or whatever. You know, but strong move, strong play. You know, we'll see. Julian, you got my number. Hit me up. Let's, let's, uh, let's get this done here. So, I think we got to make some moves here. I think it's time to shake this up and see if we can't get after Scott a little bit here. Jimmy wants to go back to back. Wow. Let's get after it. <laughs> All right, so that's an impressive trade, man. That's an impressive yeah, trade we'll there. The, the moral of the story is Jimmy's just trying to get rid of some receivers so he doesn't fuck that up anymore. I'm blowing all of it, dude. So bad at running back <laughs> and wide receiver. I can't choose. I just need someone to choose for me. All right, <clears throat> game picks review from last week. Um, I actually picked myself for the lock and actually won. Needed it up to three and six on the year with my locks of the week. I picked Julian Great again. Move. Yeah, but Julian again, he screwed me again. So four and five on, on my upsets. Ryan goes to six and three with his lock of the week. He picks Scott, really bold uh, pick there. And for his upset of the week, he picked Mike to win and Mike lost. So Ryan is now five and four with his upset. But he did it. Oh, you're right. Stages. Oh, here we go. I got to change that. Look at Mike with the stat correction. Okay, Ryan, six and three. Walt Baby Love picks Ryan to win as his lock and moves himself up to seven and two. Good luck, Walt. That's right. Um, and then picked himself to, to, to win in his upset, and he lost. He is now four and five on his upsets. And Rich picks Scott, another one really going out on a limb. He's at three and two with his locks. And he picked Julian as well, fell from mm. the same trap that I did, and is down to three and two with his upsets. All right, so we will move on to the week nine matchups. Rich, you're up first with Greg versus Mike. Uh, wow, what a close matchup. <laughs> I mean, before the stat correction, it was 0. .82 points. It was the second closest game uh, decided this year. Um, but we had a little stat correction theater here. Um, Mike Thomas actually played, so if we do want to talk about the game, um, he didn't go off, but it was nice for Mike, you know, to see him on the field. Um, James Conner let everybody down. They played him in Daily Fantasy, and especially Mike this week. Uh, didn't take advantage of his huge match matchup. Um, on, on the other side, Greg had a monster performance by Kyler Murray. Um, looked like it was going to lead him to, to a victory along with Tyreek Hill going off. Uh, almost propelled Greg to a victory, but then, you know, he sma snatched defeat out of the jaws of victory uh, and his luck ran out. His winning streak ends to, to Mike and the asymptomatic Grammaticas. All right. Next matchup, Scott versus Rich. Ryan, you're up. Scott versus Rich. So, Rich goes out, scores 190, and loses. Kind of the story to his season. I mean, just bad luck things. Yeah, you know, 192 points against him on average this season. That equates to the second highest scoring team in HFFL. So, everyone playing against Rich scores points. It's – I mean, I don't think I've ever seen that point total against someone in the league before that it's that's insane 
Um, that's just, you know, like I said, that's just bad luck for, for the roll tide and rich. Um, and Scott continues to be very strong during the stretch of the season. The next matchup was Kellen versus Kobe. Uh, this is one of the, the, one of the games that entered the uh, stat correction alert. Kellen ends up winning by 1.04. And uh, Kobe has been on Facebook. I think he got himself down this little QAnon, Antifa, these little conspiracy theory rabbit holes. So he claims that he started Jordan Hicks over Marlon Humphrey, but that it, quote, unquote, didn't stick on his end. Uh, he said he's going to riot if he lost. Then fail. Yep. That's what, he, that's what he's claiming. He said he's going to riot that if he loses by the amount uh, that, that Jordan Hicks scored. So Marlon Humphrey didn't play. Jordan Hicks got 9.75. Kobe lost by one point. So I'm, I'm expecting a riot at any minute now. But the, uh, the fact is, this move should have been, been made long before any last-minute error BS. Um, Marlon Humphrey was placed on the COVID IR on November 2nd. The game was played on November 8th. He didn't even come off the COVID list until the 10th, like two days ago. So he's on the COVID list the whole time. Why was he ever even in your lineup? This, this is an easy fix. This is something that, to me, you know, maybe the league should be riding against Kobe for, you know, the, the conspiracy of him tanking. He just I'm, – I'm calling BS on this. I just don't buy it. Um, but Matt's three and six now. His season's over. He's bottom three in points for and potential points. He was uh, out hunting. Yeah, exactly. Kellen needs, got the much-needed win. Um, he's still top six in points for and potential points, um, despite really kind of limping his way the last few weeks here. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. Kellen gets uh, Nick Chubb, and Mike Davis gets his little starting job back here. So we'll see what, uh, what Kellen has going forward. But he's going to have to pick it up here. Next matchup, Corey versus Jim. Rich, you're up. Yeah, so I uh, just to touch on Kobe, you know, I think he was all in at the beginning and now he's just kind of checked out a little bit, but at least it's good to still see him in the chat, <laughs> giving people shit. That's always fun to see. Yep. But yeah, so Corey versus Jim. Um, Corey's top scorer was Jarek McKinnon, who he just traded at 15.5 points. Jimmy had four players score more than that this week, and everyone else managed to stay above zero on Jimmy's team. So nice bye week for the Snowmen. Uh, good win. Much needed. Brendan versus Julian. Ryan, you're up. All right, so Julian um, actually had a really balanced scoring week. Um, I think that really the game came down to Julian being let down by, you know, his two best players, Evans and Henry. They, you know, did, they just didn't do what they normally do. That paired with another huge week from Josh Allen and – Obviously, Brendan keeps himself in playoff contention. Yeah, very good. All right, next matchup here, Ryan versus Sam. Uh, <clears throat> Ryan scored over 146 for the first time since week five. Got himself back <laughs> up in the 190s. So he, uh, he has managed to keep himself afloat. Uh, he's at six and three now. Seventh in points four, though. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that could be a problem going forward, especially being uh, without CMC again and 10th in potential points. So Ryan is uh, – he's, he's going to have to pick it up here with four to go. Uh, for Sam, he scores one six. Don't be mad at me because I know how to set a lineup. That, that must be it. That must be it. Sam scores 163 again. He continues to be a tough out every week with a high floor. Um, and despite being sixth in potential points and fourth in points four, um, he's three and six. You know, the bad beats continue. He continues to start players who aren't playing. This week it was Jeremy Chin. Um, 
maybe he'll actually spend some fab this week. I haven't paid any attention. We'll, we'll see. Nope. Nope. All right. Next matchup, Jeff versus Walt. Rich, you're up here. Game of the week. Thanks for giving me game of the week. Um, but it wasn't much of a competition. Uh, another subpar performance from Lamar. Seven players on Walt's starting lineup scored under five points. Seven players combined under five points for 35 points. You, you can't compete with that kind of production in your starting lineup. I mean, uh, on the flip side, the duo of Cook and Adams continue to score often uh, and a lot. Um, it's truly unbelievable. Um, Jeff got perfor- good performance out of DJ Chark at 27 points. Jayon Brown scored 21 and a half. Mika Fitzpatrick, 20 and a half. Um, completely covering Kyle Allen's injury and early exit from the game. It's hard to see this type of scoring keeping up for him. I, I really do think he needs to upgrade uh, his QB position this year if he plans on winning with the inconsistency from Baker Mayfield. Um, but uh, I think he's going to, you know, the rest, you know, if Adams and Cook stay healthy, look the fuck out, man. Yeah, for sure. And with Eckler being back in the next few weeks, I, I agree with you. If he can add a QB, you know, he, he'd be dangerous. <clears throat> All right, the quick review playoff seeding. Uh, Scott and Jeff have the buys still, the one and the two seed there. Kellen stays at the three. Ryan is the four seed. Brendan the five. And with the stat correction loss for Greg, I sneak my way back into sixth, hanging on by a thread here. And the 2020-20, oh, wow, I'm struggling there. 2021 top five <laughs> draft picks. Uh, we have Corey with the 1.01 locked up. Walt moves into the 102 slot, that pick owned by Corey. Kobe has the 1.03, which is owned by Greg. And Mike, the 1.04, owned by Corey. And Julian makes his debut in the bottom five here uh, with 105. All right, on to the fab review. What was your favorite ad this week, Ryan? My favorite ad this week was Cam Sims. Uh, you know, Rich gets a young shot at a wide receiver. He might not pan out, you know, but it's only a dollar. He's been very efficient with the snaps that he has had this year. So, I mean, why not take that shot if you're Rich? Yeah. Rich, what do you got here? Hey, by the way, Cam Sims, roll tide. <laughs> uh, so, Jake Luton, eight bucks to Jeff. Um, you know, I don't usually mix up, like, you know, biggest or overspends or whatever. Jeff knows he needs a quarterback. He's grasping at straws. He does not want to deal for a quarterback. He knows he has to. Um, and this shows that he's willing to go out there and pay for anything. You know what I mean? He's trying to win this year. So this is – I like this ad because it shows that Jeff wants to win. Um, and I think he's, he's willing to do that. So Jeff Jake Luton – um, doesn't pan out, I think we may actually see a trade from Jeff to try to get a quarterback. Um, and then for me, my favorite ad was Carl Lawson for two to Mike. Uh, those Cincinnati defensive ends always seem to have high tackle numbers. He's played at least 65% of the snaps five weeks straight. Um, and last week with his first week without Carlos Dunlap, he's got uh, 89% of the snaps. So I think that was a very, very slick ad there by Mike. Your least favorite ad this week, Rich? Kalen Ballage for 10 bucks to Jeff. Like you need, <laughs> you need quarterbacks for eight bucks, but you're going to pick a guy who's on the practice squad. Um, and, and Kelly's leading the backfield and snaps there. So I don't understand that $10 ad of Kalen Ballage. Ryan? Kalen Ballage. I'll talk more about him in the next one. <laughs> um, and then for me, it, it was Kalen Ballage too. Uh, 
what the hell, man? 2020 is so crazy. I actually don't like this was my least favorite ad, but we've gotten to the point to where there's just not that many big moves being made because everybody's really low on money. I mean, a $10 bid at this time of the year, except for the fact that Sam has a hundred huge for everybody else. That's yeah, a, it's that's a, a huge amount of money. You know, it's like a 30, 40, some people 50% bid myself. It's like a 65% bid. So you know, that's just 2020 is nuts. The fact I have that $6 Bullock, left. <laughs> yeah. I don't have much. I think I got 11. So it's like, he looked, he looked okay though. You know, could this be another guy that leaves Adam Gase who actually gets some shot at NFL relevancy? No. I, I don't know. I don't know. No. He's, he, they reverted him back to the practice squad. He's the practice squad player. They already sent him back to the practice squad? They yep. already sent him back the to the day practice after. squad. <laughs> the day after. The day after. It said, thank you for your services, sir. Back to the practice squad. Go get your ass carried. That is hilarious. I love it. Uh, biggest overspend, Ryan. Yeah, so I'm going to go back to, you know, the, the man of the hour, Kalen. I don't know how the hell to say his last name. You said it a different way. I don't even care how to say it because no one has to say it anymore. Um, <laughs> it's just a lot to spend for a guy that's a practice squad player. Um, and there's very little chance that he plays moving forward, like, ever again. <laughs> that's, that's all I have to say about that guy. Rich, what do you got here? So, Kalen Ballage, Balage. <laughs> Beluga Whale is a three-year player back on the practice squad that you can't even put on your taxi squad. So he was, again, my big – I just literally just copied Kalen Ballage down to the next bullet point in my notes because it's him. I was shocked to see – I mean, it was like literally somebody who just looked at stats and goes, huh, that looks good, and then like threw 10 bucks on him because he needed a, he needed a running back this week. So I don't know, man. Like – I really didn't know you already got connected to the practice squad. That, yeah, dude, the day after. I read it. That's hilarious. I had no idea. Um, for me, it was me picking up a kicker for a buck. My kicker was bad. I wasted a whole dollar on a kicker so I could get eight points per game instead of five. Kicker is stupid. We need to get rid of it. This is just ridiculous. Agreed. Uh, biggest value. Who do you got here, Rich? You know, actually, it was a day two pick, pick up. Uh, Gerald Everett um, to Mike for a buck. Uh, Rams had the Seahawks this week, and – I think everybody's taking advantage of Seahawks being the absolute worst pass defense in the NFL. Uh, Gerald Everett has 18 targets in the last three games. Um, so I think it's worth a flyer for Mike to see, uh, see what he could get against the worst pass defense in the league. What do you got here, Ryan? I feel like I've been talking about Rich a lot today, sucking his D or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Let's go. But Nate Jerry for $1. Um, he could be back pretty soon. And I mean, he was scoring points when he was healthy. So I, I think that, you know, Rich, Rich did the best in free agency this week. He got two guys that, you know, could make a difference for him in the future. Um, and for me, it's Jake Luton to Jeff. Um, I, again, I, like Rich was kind of talking about, Jeff is absolutely grasping for straws at quarterback. So getting a guy who, you know, looked pretty decent last week. Now for that eight bucks or whatever it was, I think that's a, a good shot for Jeff as he tries to hold on to his draft capital and fill that need at the same time. Um, I actually saw Jeff this weekend, and I found out that Jeff does listen to the podcasts, despite him not wanting to admit that he does. Um, I did try to talk some Justin Herbert with him, and he's like, I'm not trading a first-round pick, <laughs> Justin Herbert. When you just traded or just drafted him with a third, that's how bad teams get bad. And I was like, okay, well, that's irrelevant. Where I drafted him, it's about how he's actually playing, but okay, and whatever. 
I didn't even ask for a first. That's just where Jeff assumed I'd be at. So maybe, you know, maybe that is where I'd be at. I don't know. But so, yeah, he's uh, his plan is to wait it out and, you know, go after like Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or somebody like that. So um, but, uh, wait he has a chance to win it this year. Huh? No, he has, he has a chance to win it this year. He needs to go get a fucking quarterback and win the damn thing. No, I'm sorry. Jeff if, you're, Jeff, if you're listening, get a fucking quarterback and go win this thing. You have the team now to do it. Sell your future, win it now, get the bragging rights, fucking win it. Let's go. So I had, a question, I had a question posed to me that I'd like to pose to you two this week. This is totally off okay. script here. Who would who? There's a worst case scenario. Which of these teams wins an HFFL championship? What's worse, Jeff or Scott? Scott. Oh, you think Scott, so? Hundred percent. Yeah, man. To me, to it's, me Jeff. it's Scott. To me, it's just. No, well, I mean, just family for you, right? Yeah, that's fair. Like, like, granted, I want everybody to win, but if you had to give me those two guys, I mean, Scott came on here, he traded for each, he, he got Kelsey from me, and basically told everybody to fucking stick it up their ass. <laughs> He's got the best team in the league. Fucking don't even bother showing up on Sunday. I won, right? And you know, for somebody to come out like that, you're like, you know what? I hope you lose again. Because <laughs> you do got the best team, and I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Ryan, what about you? So, yeah, for me, for me it's Jeff. Uh, I'd rather see Jeff win. Dude. I know. If you could see my face when you ask the damn question. I don't, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I have to say probably it's, – it's probably – it's probably Scott for me just because he's going to let it be more known. I don't think Jeff will say a whole lot to me. Oh, It'll I be more to you and Walt. I don't think Jeff would let it rest in the group chat. I, eh, I maybe. Think, I think if he won a title, it may I think he would be in a Mike Hill situation. Probably, he off I think Because he just can't yeah, handle. Can you imagine how great that would be? You got Trash <laughs> Trunk Theater every fucking week. I think because he would he, probably, he's a champion, he'd be so great, man. Come on, I think, he would, I think he'd probably, you know, and I'm air quoting this right now, not talk about his injuries and how he won a championship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, it could be bad. It's gonna be bad either way if that happens. Yeah, I uh, brutal, brutal decisions. Come on, HFFL, make some moves here. Get up here with these boys. Scott, you should probably feature me on this on this pod about because I'm fucking freaking out right now about that question. <laughs> That's great. All right, week ten matchups. Matchup one: Ryan versus Kellen. What do you got here, Rich? Yeah, so uh, no CMC for Ryan this week. So it looks like right. the newly re- acquired McKinnon uh, may have to start for Ryan. Um, if CNC was playing, I think this is a no-brainer. I pick Ryan here. We move on to the next guy, uh, next matchup. Um, but this puts a whole new spin on things, and it really made me break it down, and I use a spreadsheet. And um, so I, I just put the team side by side, and I just kind of went, you know, who has the better matchup this week? Who has the better player? So let me just break it down real quick. So for me, QB this week, it goes to Ryan. Um, I think uh, Deshaun Watson is obviously far superior than Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford can have those freak uh, – He'll go for you me. Know, all right, continue. <laughs> okay, those freak, uh, you know, sort of um, big fantasy games. Uh, but I think they're, I think they're at Washington this week, or are they at home? Either way, whenever they play Washington, Matt, Matthew Stafford sucks. Um, so I'm going with Ryan from QB. 
Uh, I'm going with running backs in, in Kellen's favor. I mean, Josh Jacobs and Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's back this week. Um, wide receivers, I think, are a dead tie. I, I really like Cooper Cup's matchup this week. Uh, I think that Seattle uh, uh, Rams game is just going to be an absolute shootout. Um, Kellen, I'm going with uh, uh, for tight end, even though I think they both suck. Um, D-line goes Kellen. Uh, but here's where uh, I think – you know, it kind of separates. Is linebacker and DB, I'm going with Ryan and both. Uh, Ryan had that savvy ad of Bobby Swags this week. Um, and Ryan's DBs are just really, really good. Um, so for those keeping track, it's three to three, which means it's really close. Um, I think Ryan has the far superior. I think a lot of it's really close. But from a group perspective, Ryan has a superior quarterback, linebacker, and DB group. I think that more than makes up for his lack of CMC this week. Uh, and I think Ryan sneaks out the W, but this could be a stat correction theater game. Uh, and, and this is my game of the week. Um, I think we could see a really close, you know, 0.8, 1.2 kind of point score Tuesday morning. And we, we're going to have to be sitting on the edge of our seats for Thursday. I'll take the Jedi minus one with all my fake money. <laughs> Five bucks, right? <laughs> but I'm going with Ryan here. Ryan, what do you got? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, he said mostly everything. CMC, probably out again. Mostert, waiting until after the bye. Uh, Chubb, available for Kellen. That, all of that spells trouble for me, right? Um, I think that, you know, with all the other guys that I got back, with the adding of Bobby Swags, um, I think I eke out a win over, over those Tigers. Yeah, and uh, I have Ryan here, too. Um, I'll add wide receiver to that quarterback linebacker DB group where Ryan has an advantage this week. Uh, I just think that he's, he's a little stronger this week. I've, I've got Ryan – I'll say Ryan minus 10. <clears throat> um, and this was – I, may, this I my, may take that bet. I may take that bet. I think it's going to be my a close – My are going bad gonna, this year. I'm not doing any more it's bets. Gonna be clo- it's, it'll be closer than 10. Okay, we'll see. Um, and this was, this was my game of the week as well, by the way. Um, next matchup, Walt versus Jim. What do you got here, Ryan? Um, dude, you have buys everywhere. I didn't even realize this until I was looking at the game, and I was like, holy crap, Jimmy's got buys all over the place. Um, knowing whichever wide receiver you bench is definitely going to be, you know, 100% your top score. For sure. Um, that, that's going to be a problem. Despite all that, I mean, you, you beat Walt easy. It's, you're going to pull the, sh- as Walt says, the shade over his eyes. Uh, whoever loses this game could be in definite playoff trouble. And, and like I said, that's going to be the shade. This is my game of the week. Come on, Walt, pull this one out. Yeah. Not going <laughs> to happen, though. Snowman win. Rich, what do you got here? Yeah, so no, no uh, Patty Mahomey this week for Jimmy. Um, actually, you know, uh, Herbert, uh, is doing just fine. He's actually outscored Mahomes a few times this, this year, um, and actually has a pretty good matchup against Miami. Uh, so on paper, this looks close. Um, but don't trust the, uh, MFL predictions. You should never, ever trust them because they're never right. Uh, I'm going with the overall team performance this week, other than going down the lineup and saying, you know, kind of, you know, which team I like best, um, Walt hasn't been over 170 points since week five when he scored 176. In that same stretch, Jimmy's been under 170 twice. Uh, 
So I'm thinking I'm playing the odds here. Jimmy has a higher ceiling. I'm going here. Jimmy wins. I, I agree with what Ryan said here. This is an absolute must win for two, five, and four teams. Uh, both Walt and I only have one remaining playoff team um, in our, our last four games here. But with a loss here, we're both on the outside looking in. Uh, Walt is bottom five in points four and potential points. You know, if he loses, he's, he's out, in my opinion. Um, I'm second in points four and potential points. And yeah, I, I theoretically could still make it, but I would need some luck. Um, so I'm, I'm going to do what I did last week. This is one of those got to have it. You know, this is a playoff game for the snowmen. So this is my lock of the week. Snowmen got to have it. If you want to make it in the playoffs, you got to have it now. So snowmen lock. Um, I'm not even going to break it down any more than that. Greg versus Rich. What do you got here, Rich? Start wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Upset alert. <clears throat> but even though the sale has begun, even without the guys I've dealt, really I'm only going to miss swags. But I hope to have my backfill, my, uh, him backfilled with uh, Bobby O'Creekry. Um, I don't know if anybody okay. knows. Oh, Bobby O'Creekry. Um, but uh, he's not starting. But he did kind of stand in for, for Darius Leonard when Darius Leonard was out. Uh, but he's actually playing 80% of the snaps, even though he's not starting. He's 24 years old, super athletic, makes a ton of tackles. He has three tonight already. Thank you very much through one quarter. So, you know, extrapolate that if you'd like. But I think he'll be just fine. He's not going to be swag, but he'll, he'll stand in this week. Um, now, golf is very unpredictable. He isn't Kyler Murray. And if Kyler goes off, Greg is very hard to beat. He's kind of been carrying Greg's team and helping him keep that, you know, solid floor at 160. Um, I'm thinking golf keeps up with him this week against the Seahawks. Uh, I got great matchups this week with Kareem coming back. So I'm grabbing this, this W. I'm playing playoff spoiler and putting a whole new paint job on the playoff picture. Upset of the week, I got the roll tide. Ryan, what do you got here? Uh, the better team in this matchup is Roll Tide. Matt Ryan's on a bye, but Goff is playing against the Seahawks pasty. That's perfect for Rich. He, he might start Goff in this matchup anyway. Uh, Greg is without Tyreek. That's big trouble for Greg. Um, in my – and I'm only doing this because I know that uh, Rich loves it when I do this. But in my upset special of the week and – my lock of the week. Ooh, double down. Roll Tide takes down the current sixth seed, which is not true anymore because Greg lost last week. Um, and he's going to play a spoiler. And Greg is in real playoff trouble after this game. And then for me, um, this is the beauty of not owning your own pick and at the same time having potential points being that deciding factor. Rich is out here for blood still, because why not? You know, he has nothing to gain by, by losing. You know, there's no, there's no reason to, to tank. He doesn't own his own first. So he's just going after it, and I love that. Um, and I, I actually had this as my upset of the week as well. Um, and I think it's just because I want Greg to lose, because I need him to lose. <laughs> I need him to stay away from me. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm going Rich with my upset here too. Hey, and Jimmy, just even if I did try to tank, I got potential points. I'm fourth in potential points. Right. That's what besides picks. Exactly. So yeah. there's, no, there's no way I could tank. I could tank even if I wanted to. Yeah. I, am, I am your future 1.8 for the next three years. So if you want the eighth <laughs> overall pick in the first round, <laughs> just grab my first and you'll have it. I love it. Brendan versus Scott. What do you got here, Ryan? 
Brendan is God. I gotta check my my uh, standings here because who knows what happened after that uh, that change. I believe this is still the case. Yes. Yeah, so the current five seed, Brendan, um, runs into a very tough matchup here. Um, in my opinion, he needs to at least put up points in order to raise his points per game and his chances to make the playoffs. Uh, Clyde Edwards, Alaire is on a bye, possibly Montgomery sitting out. Um, concussion protocol means he's got really a tiny chance um, to pull the huge upset this week. Scott wins um, his sixth in a row. Yeah, what do you think here, Rich? This is my lock of the week. I'm going to go on a limb again. <laughs> um, Scott has been insane lately with scoring. And I think – you can check me maybe when he first traded for him, but this may be the very first time that he has Sanders and Kamara in the same lineup. Even though Kelsey's on a bye, which definitely hurts, Brennan will be without Clyde Edwards' head layer. Uh, I just don't think he has enough firepower this week, so I'm going with Scott for my lock of the week, so lock it up. Yeah, I do think that he had him that first week. He had Kamara and Sanders, and then Sanders got hurt like in the first quarter or something like that. Yeah, so technically you didn't. Yeah. There you go. I went on a technicality. Boom. Technicalities are good. Um, Brendan hasn't had a week above the league average scoring uh, since, since week five. Um, and Scott has scored above the league average in every single week but one. Um, I think Brendan is in that 160 to 170 range, and Scott's probably scoring 200. So, Uh-oh. Um, Big out. man on the loose. Might be a uh, mattress burying here. Scott in, in pretty easily here. Next matchup, Julian versus Mike. What do you got here, uh, Rich? So lots of big buys this week. Um, Todd Gurley, Tyron Matthew, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I like – I think that, you know, is going to really paint a different picture on this matchup. But I really like Mike's wide receiver group this week uh, with Metcalf and, and Mike Thomas. I think Mike Thomas, you know, uh, was maybe nursing a hamstring last game, but I think he's due for – for a big game. Um, and then Metcalf is in that game that I really have a, you know, if you, if you have it, I don't even know what the over is. Take the over in the Seattle Rams game, a uh, little Kellen's corner tip for you. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think, I think Mike keeps his playoff hopes alive this week. And uh, I think Todd Gurley being out, Tyron Matthew being out for Julian really makes a big difference. And I'm going with Mike here. Yep. Ryan, what do you got here? Uh, this is, this is a tough one. Really have no idea in this. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read this how I have it on here because I think it's hilarious. So it says Mike's lost last week uh, when I picked him. Julian never wins when I pick him, but I picked him to lose last week. Maybe that's how I have to start picking this game. Um, so obviously Mike won, so that doesn't fly anymore. Um, so I was gonna pick the loser of this matchup instead of the winner, but. Uh, now that Mike actually pulled it out for me last week, I, I can I can do this for him. Mike wins. <laughs> there you go. Um, I've had a, a little moniker this year. If Mike Thomas plays, Mike wins. I take Mike here. Corey versus Jeff. Ryan, what do you got here? Um, Corey's trying to lose. Doesn't <laughs> get much, much press from me. Definitely doesn't get much press from uh, Walt Baby Love in <laughs> season. So – Trash trunk wins, gets one step closer to clinching a playoff berth. Rich? 
Oh, speaking of Wall Baby Love, I love his analysis of Corey's games every week. Fantastic <laughs> stuff. Hard-hitting stuff. Um, no major injuries or bias for Jeff this week. Jeff wins. Yeah, Jeff wins. Moving on. Sam versus Kobe. Um, what do you got here, Rich? Buys all over the place in this game. Uh, the biggest buy of them all is Julio Jones for Matt um, is out this week. Outside of the Aarons, uh, this has been Matt's highest scoring player and will definitely put the biggest dent uh, this week in Matt's lineup having Julio not play. Um, Russell Wilson, again, take the over. Seattle Rams. Russell Wilson this week, his matchup is fantastic. Um, I, I like Sam's defense a lot this week. And can we just talk about real quick how good his DBs have been? Um, between the weeks five through eight, he's had the number three and number 11 D, DBs with Chin and Peppers. And he took Chin this year at 2.09. I, hate, I didn't like the pick. I think I, I put a little, little hate on it, a little shade on the pick in the draft review uh, podcast earlier this year. Um, but I'm a man who could admit when he's wrong. Fantastic pick here, Sam. Jeremy Chen looks like a stud. Definitely worth the second-round pick. Uh, that being said, I think Sam's defense will carry him this week and be enough for the W. Ryan, what do you got here? Yeah, much the same. This would, this would honestly be my lock of the week, um, but I'm not positive Sam's going to change his lineup. So uh, with that being said, uh, Kobe's team's been bad, and he also has some buys, you know, with Julio Jones out. Um, so, you know, if Sam changes his lineup, Kobe's not going to be – Kobe's not going to be in this game. Dave's team wins. So, I was just looking at something. Did you guys know that Dave picked up a guy today? Two, what? Hmm. Picked up Carlson Davis for four bucks. No. Who? No. Exactly. Who now, did you pick? Carlson Davis is hurt. He's a corner. <laughs> but he picked a guy up. Picked a guy up. He added a guy. He's alive. I did not know that that was him that picked him up, I guess. I wonder if he's going to add a kicker then and maybe set a lineup this week. Dave, get a kicker. Get a lineup in. Get this ready. Get this done. Hey, hey don't worry about it. He'll do it. He showed you he's alive a couple weeks ago. I mean, he, he made a trade earlier, I think, you know. He declined a trade. He declined maybe a trade. I think he – I think I could see him breathing. He was, like, fogging up the mirror. He never declined my trade. I had to take it off the table. Mm-hmm. That trade was – That happens often. Yeah, it was probably garbage. I don't even remember what it was. I'm sure it was trash. Probably, like, a future fourth for, like, I don't know, Philip Lindsay. No, it was a higher-scale trade. I don't – I fucking hate <laughs> Philip Lindsay. Uh, so, to me – uh, this is uh, – I'm going to go Kobe just because I'm not confident that Sam's going to add a kicker. <clears throat> I'm not confident that he's going to check his mat- his lineup on Sunday morning. Sam, we, we deserve better. We need better. We need you at least to check that lineup, at least get a valid lineup in there. Come on, brother. You got it. Don't here. the Lynches know this guy? Give the man a call. Yeah, well, yeah. this is uh, – so Colleen, the Lynch sister, this is her, her man friend. We gotta oh, get... I'll find that dude at Notre Dame. He was probably oh, storming the field. He's at Green Valley. Mm. He's up by my neck of the woods. Corey. That doesn't, that doesn't mean he wasn't with her. Kobe, Corey, stop over. Give a little talk. Sam, get it together, man. Let's go. We, we got to get Portnoy to do like a fucking pizza review for him. Wake him up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, so Kobe here for me. All right, boys. 
I appreciate your time. Another good pod here. Um, I have no idea what we have coming in segments. I haven't really talked with anybody today about it, so should be uh, interesting. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens here. But Ryan, good to have you back. Rich, great to have you as always. And thanks again, fellas. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. See you guys next week. All right. See you. Hello, friends. It's Masters Week. We'll get more into that in a bit. But how about those Irish? Woo! That felt good. How about those Chippewas and some Wednesday night action last night? Woo! And how about those Lions? Oh, never mind. Never mind on that. Uh, but hey, we went 3-2 and two last week. Not great. Not bad. We stay in the black. Um, I did get my first Monday night football loss of the year with the Patriots not being able to cover a spread against the Jets. Thanks, Belichick. Um, and I think it's about time I uh, learned my lesson to not take so many money line bets on teams that aren't favored in the first place. Uh, you got to risk it to get the biscuit. I think I do it a little too often and I'd love to say lesson learned, but, uh, spoiler alert. I'm going to do the same thing this week. Uh, So it's a new week, so let's make some new picks here. As I alluded to earlier, it is Masters Week, as you can tell by the background music today. Um, So I have to make some Masters picks here. Um, The Masters did start today. It is now 9.15 on the day the Masters has already begun. Uh, I can confirm, if questioned, that these picks were made uh, last night before everyone teed off, if I am questioned. So uh, that information is available. But here's who I have. Um, I have Dustin Johnson, plus 800. Xander Shoffley, plus 1,400. Jason Day, plus 2,800. And Lee Westwood, plus 8,000. That Lee Westwood pick was looking real nice there for a while. He was on top of the leaderboard for a good part of the day, and he was my longest shot that I had, so... That'd be real nice to hit on, but it was a weird day at the Masters. The They uh, started off almost immediately with uh, a rain delay for, I think, three hours, and a lot of players didn't even get to finish up today, so they'll pick it up again tomorrow. But on to some actual football here. Pick number one is Houston at Cleveland. Uh, Nick Chubb is back. That's great news for the Fire Up Irish Tigers. Uh, and here's a fun fact. Houston is 7-3 and all-time against Cleveland and 7-1 and in the last eight. Uh, and now Houston is getting 3.5 points and a money line of plus 150. Well, I didn't learn my lesson. Lock me in as a Deshaun Watson cheerleader this week. Hope he just throws some bombs out there to my boy Will Fuller because I'm taking the Houston money line. Let's go. Next pick. We got Lions minus four and a half with the Washington football team coming to town. Despite a season of struggles, Washington is still firmly in the playoff race in the NFC East. This is a winnable road, uh, a winnable road game for Washington, and I think they capitalize against the team that is simply just unraveling. This could very well be the nail in the coffin in Matt Patricia's joke of a head coaching career. I will take Washington plus four and a half as they head to the Motor City. 
Uh, here's a fun bet. So I should have mentioned this at the beginning, but I have switched platforms uh, for my uh, for my odds and my uh, my overall just gambling uh, knowledge uh, to get my lines and and all that. So uh, I used to use Bovada, and as of today, as of this week, I should say, uh, I have switched to the Barstool Sportsbook app. Uh, a little more user friendly, I think, and. Um, a wider variety of odds. Uh, I uh, I don't know. I really like it so far. So one of the uh, the bets that I really liked, um, it's I'm looking at the Tampa Bay and Carolina game. Now Carolina's in a quite a bit of a skid, and they're without CMC yet again. Uh, and Tampa's coming off a prime time straight up booty pounding at home against a division rival. Uh, they're pissed off, and I think they're coming out swinging. Um, like I said, the Barstool app offers some pretty cool bets. So rather than just hammering the money line or laying the six point spread here, I'm going to lay a unit on a bet that calls for Tampa Bay to both score first and win. And that play, uh, pays out at plus 1600. It's a pretty cool bet. I'm excited to use this app moving forward. Uh, my last bet, Monday night football. Um, this is not a game I would probably touch if I didn't have to redeem myself. Uh, but I got to get hot again on Monday Night Football here. So um, the Bears are plus three at home against the Vikings. Delvin Cook is probably the hottest player in the NFL right now. Uh, and I have very low confidence in this pick, but I'm going to go against Delvin Cook. Um, again, I wouldn't touch this if I, if I didn't feel like I had to. But uh, I'm going to take the home team getting three points at home uh, against a divisional opponent. So I will take the Bears plus three. Uh, that is it for the picks. Uh, it is now time for this date in Cooper Cup history. So hop in your time machine and head on back to November 16th, 2013. The freshman Cooper Cup took on the one and only Cal Poly Mustangs. Didn't even know that was a team. I'm not going to lie to you. The stat line that night was eight receptions for a cool 139 yards and two touchdowns. In the PPR world, that's 33.9 points. Half PPR, we're looking at 29.9. The Irish Tigers could use a performance like this, uh, like that this week, Coop, so it's time to open up a can. Uh, one more thing to note, we touched on Notre Dame, we touched on CMU. Got one more team to talk about. The Louisiana State Fighting Tigers continue to use COVID to their advantage. Shout out to Coach O for using that big brain of his. Just keep saying your players have COVID and you don't have to play the Florida Gators or the Alabama Crimson Tide. Great strategy because that game was going to make for a sad night in Baton Rouge. I guess we're just going to have to hang out to those bragging rights for another year against the Tide. <laughs> Love it. Ah, That's it for me for this week. Uh, good luck this weekend to uh, to everyone in your fantasy endeavors. Uh, and good luck to all the high school coaches out there in playoff time. I know it's uh, pretty exciting. So uh, get out there and kick some ass. And, of course, fire up Irish Tigers. <laughs>